Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the podcast, episode number two with Hing Potter. Uh, this is actually the first episode that I recorded uh, once I was working towards uh, premiering this podcast. So we recorded a little while ago, beginning of October. Um, so apologies if some of the uh, uh, some of the dialogue is dated, but generally all evergreen stuff. Uh, uh, talked with Hing, who is a student affairs professional and political news junkie. He's written for our blog before, um, so I'll link out to that post, but just a generally cool guy. I appreciate his kind of general geekiness, but also kind of politically focused and civic engagement nerdery. Um, so he really gets into that and his story and his background and um, just really appreciate his uh, his time and his insights and his energy. Um, it's really great. So um, yeah, you'll find everything that we talk about in the show notes um, and ways to connect with Hing as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a really great episode, um, and really excited for you all to listen. So I appreciate you taking the time to check it out. So without further ado, and after this quick message from our sponsor, um, this is episode number two with Hing Potter. It's an honor to have our good friends at Swiftkick be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention Higher Ed Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out at swiftkickhq.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. But yeah, I mean, I want to at least start this out before we kind of get to other, it's more fun stuff just so people can kind of get to know you and your background and kind of how you got to be, um, you know, where you are today. So, um, if you just kind of want to give like a brief summary of your, um, background and where you are now and kind of how you got there. Sure. Um, well, so I, uh, was actually adopted when I was four from, uh, Cambodia and I grew up outside the Seattle area on an island called Whidbey Island, where um, I went to school and everything, uh, K through 12. And then I went my first two years of college were at a community college. And that's where I first heard or learned about this whole field of student affairs and student development. Um, I was a resident assistant mm-hmm. in, the, in housing, and my director... Uh, eventually became one of my, or actually did become my first mentor in the field. Um, and we're still really good uh, friends, still stay in touch today. We go hang out and barbecue, all that kind of stuff. Nice. Yes. And um, um, so I, he, we were doing this activity one day um, during RA training, and, and he introduced himself first and his whole history. And um, on his, we did this thing called life maps. And on his life map, he had this um, uh, upside down pink triangle. And I was like, what is that? Like, tell me about that. Um, and then he went into this whole story about how he wanted to, um, go through student development and how to support the LGBT community more. And I said, what is student development? And he said, well, it's this whole field and in colleges and universities. And I said, wow, that's awesome. Like, how can I do that? Or can I do that? Like, what do I need to do? And he's like, well, you just, you know, do X, Y, and Z and eventually you can get there. And so then, um, 
after my first two years, I transferred to Boise State University in Idaho. Uh-huh. And then I got my undergrad, though, was uh, my side passion or my side geekiness was in is in politics. And so I got my undergrad in political science, international relations. But um, I still kept in touch with the student affairs stuff. I was an orientation leader at Boise State. I worked as an ambassador, the admissions office. And then I uh, eventually went and worked full time after I graduated with College of Western Idaho as their student life coordinator. Um, and then after that, I moved back out here to the Seattle area where I now work at Edmonds Community College in the admissions office and enrollment services. Um, so professionally, I've been in um, student affairs, higher ed for about five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just started my master's program in higher education administration with Northeastern University. So I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my journey a little bit um, from from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I guess just tell me a little bit more now since you I know that's kind of one of those things that people talk about a lot. So I guess just to sort of hover here for a little bit, like you've been working professionally full time for, you know, a couple of years and now are um pursuing your master's there's a lot of people and i think kind of a a funnel that leads people directly from undergrad to a student affairs program to get their master's and you know then they kind of go off what was that like process like for you that made you want to go back to do it because i think that certainly has a lot of value you're bringing in so much experience and you're sort of um kind of learning uh and kind of a synergy i guess of like you're bringing things into the classroom from your, your experience and then you're bringing I assume you know, you're bringing uh, what you're learning in the classroom back to your uh, your daily work. So I guess you know there's obviously a lot of value in that versus someone coming directly from undergrad. But like I guess talk to me through like what that experience has been like for you right now, and um, sort of what that decision point was like for you to uh, to lead you to go back to you know to get that professional degree. Yeah. Um, well, the it's it's we're what are we in week five I think of my program okay. and. <laughs> Uh, definitely the first few weeks is, is been an adjustment because it's been a few years since I've taken classes anywhere. Um, and just trying to get into that rhythm, that momentum of, um, the whole aspect of, you know, self care, but on a more intentional basis for me, because I have my full-time job and then I'm also doing grad school full-time. Um, and, uh, but I, I think that it's been really interesting so far because there's been a lot of discussions around conflicts in higher education and um, types of uh, organizational theories in academic settings where I I can take some I can pull some of that professional experiences and and reflect on it a little bit more um, and and I think that'll obviously that'll be different than somebody who comes from an undergrad program straight into a grad program where um, they might have a different lens on it maybe maybe more likely from the student um, employee experience, whereas mine would be from the professional experience. Um, so as, as a semi, uh, dare I say, veteran, I guess, uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's been a really interesting thing to kind of read some of the, the discussions and, and talk with uh, other students in my classes. Um, so, uh, but just kind of like the, the biggest challenges, I think, is so far just kind of reacclimating myself to the classroom environment and getting, you know, two schedules down and um, each week meeting the demands and the deadlines for each each thing that I do. So, but, um, I, but I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, good. Well, and I guess it, 
it's probably the same thing where certain people, depending on their trajectory or desired path, like, um, you know, going for like a, a doctorate in whatever discipline they might want of just like where it feels like you might hit a wall at a certain point in, in you know, what you want to do. You kind of feel like you, you need that master's. And yeah, I just, I would, I would say that that's probably like a pretty universal truth, but that people don't have to necessarily go that well-treaded path of just like directly out of undergrad to a grad program. Cause like I said, I just feel like there can be a lot of value added from bringing in professional experience in terms of just relating what you're reading about to the reality that, uh, you know, someone is seeing every day on their campus. So it's just, uh, cool to see there. And I, you know, I wish you luck. Yeah. Cause you, you just started. So it's, you know, still kind of you know, getting used to it and kind of dipping your feet in there, but, um, yeah, that's great. Um, so I guess just generally, you know, if it's maybe just over the entire time of kind of like the thing that's kept you going or just specifically what like drew you to your current role, like what do you enjoy most about the work that you do right now? And just kind of, I guess, elaborate on that a little bit of just like what's, uh, what's that thing that keeps you going that keeps you kind of enthusiastic about the work you do? Um, well, so like for originally my, my focus was on trying to just be an advocate for students that, um, you know, needed it. Uh, there's that, uh, cliche saying, be who, be who you needed when you were younger. Uh Um, so kind of that mentality that I have, um, but working previously more in the student life side, um, and being, and helping students to kind of find their voice, uh, through, you know, discourse and through involvement and engagement. And so to translate that over into the enrollment management side of admissions, um, you can definitely be a little bit, maybe a little bit more hands on in terms of having to know what's happening out there politically, maybe in the landscape or environmentally in the landscape, and even just locally here uh, with the different things that are happening. Um, uh, there's there's just a huge uh, multitude and, and diverse dynamic that is out there right now that it's very difficult for people of all ages, whether they're high school seniors or adult learners coming back after some time or just anybody who's just never gone to college before, um, having to navigate the admissions steps uh, uh, to get into school. Uh And so I've kind of been able to take that whole concept of being an advocate and being a voice for those students in a different way. And and so whether that's in a meeting here on campus or, or working with a nonprofit or local business and saying, you know, this is what um, the experience has been like for the students that I work with, and this is the feedback that we're getting, um, and, and just putting, and the students might not be at the table um, of discussion, but I can be that that advocate um, when we're having the, those talks and, and making those decisions that are going to impact the students. So I really enjoy that aspect of, of advocacy and, and um, student support and um, making sure that uh, matriculation is, is uh, a streamlined effort for students to get the access that they need um, because they want to go to to college they want to get a degree and stuff but you know we make it super difficult which is a bummer but um, I really enjoy the part of kind of being that voice for them in that aspect Uh yeah yeah and I think that's I guess it's just kind of the people that and I say this in like in a lot of different contexts but people who just kind of like get it I think the people who are kind of like higher ed people who you know choose to pursue a, a master's program and like really immerse themselves in the um, the knowledge bases and are always like learning um, about just what's happening and uh, kind of keeping like 
you know, fingers on the pulse of, uh, um, you know, just sort of student issues and stuff. It's just like, yeah, because I, I feel like I kind of have that capacity in a, in a role that I have now where there's not a lot of other like kind of quote unquote higher ed people, like people who kind of get it. It's people who like do great work in higher ed and, you know, enjoy the work. But I think it's definitely something different when you are just so engaged and plugged in and just immersed in, um, in the discipline and the knowledge and, uh, like really committed to the work. So, um, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, well then, I mean, that does, you, you know, you kind of set up a good segue here because I mentioned, uh, that you wrote for the site before and it was just kind of about like, what do like student affairs people, what a higher ed people geek out about? And you wrote about geeking out about politics and just kind of civic engagement and, you know, just getting people engaged in that process. And I think, uh, I mean, I was looking back at like, it wasn't that long ago that you wrote that post. And, uh, I think now, you know, that it's so much dominates so many people's worlds now just by like necessity, because it is just their, their livelihood, their future, their, you know, um, you know, uh, just their life is being really impacted by things that are happening and just a lot of uncertainty and, um, you know, just things that require just a lot of attention and a lot of like, you know, resistance or just, you know, just being aware of what's happening in the world. So I'm sure that's probably, uh, only more so true now of just your enthusiasm for civic engagement. I guess if you want to talk more about that or just, you know, kind of like your history with kind of civic engagement, you know, and if you've always been into it or how you got turned on to it originally, um, just like, what do you, what do you geek out about currently? And, you know, just kind of explore that, uh, you know, explore that for us a little bit. Um, I think for, for me, it started off when I was little, I, I like to argue a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe naturally I kind of, uh, leaned a little bit towards the idea of being a, a lawyer, a, an attorney or something. Um, but, for, but just because, um, in high school, actually, so in high school there, I can remember it was the um, presidential election for um, uh, Bush versus Gore, and I was uh-huh. a, a freshman actually then, and we were doing this whole caucus thing, deciding who's going to be the delegates and stuff for the for the um, community, and I ended up being an alternate, uh, which was kind of cool because they you know they say your name at the caucus and stuff and. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like everybody's talking about, you know, important issues and, and things that matter to them and, and having to justify why it matters to them. Um, and so I kind of just maybe got hooked from there a little bit. Uh, but then going through high school and college, um, kind of getting more acclimated to what is happening in our, in our world, um, how it's evolved. And and what do we what do leaders do when it comes to just making huge decisions that are going to have an impact on on not just the local community here, but, you know, nationally as well and and internationally. Um, So so for me, it was, well, I want to have a say in what happens, but I also want to be able to engage and discuss with people on how things happen. I didn't want to just be a sole decision maker um, uh, or a sole influencer. And so. When, when it comes to politics and having that discussion on campuses, I think that um, uh, it's a, it's a, it can be a very vibrant discussion 
and a healthy discussion if, if you know, people are doing it the right way and, um, uh, and being open and inclusive about um, different opinions. You know, you don't have to agree with them like we all say, but um, it's good to just be aware of, of what people are thinking and how they're thinking. Um, actually, it kind of applies in one of my classes. We're talking about what is the role of higher education and the discussion. One of them was being a, a um, individual political system of, of healthy discourse and, and actionable items that might arise and, and how you might have a discussion around those actionable items. Um, and so when you're talking to staff, faculty, and students, um, what is what is going to be maybe the most promising practice, depending on what institution you're at or what community that you're in, to have those discussions and, and maybe be a little bit courageous in, in voicing uh, what it is that you believe in. Um, and it's super exciting for me to see people step up and, and um, stand up for something. Um, and kind of engage others and, and build this grassroots efforts that are here on college campuses, not necessarily, maybe maybe it's not to, to make a, um, uh, a political point or something, but it's to at least bring around awareness to a political point or um, a political way of thinking. And I think that is, is what's super exciting about it. And, and that's what I kind of geek out about. Um, I have my own political philosophies and reasons for doing things, but it's always interesting for me to hear other people's perspectives as long as it's done in a, in a healthy way that's not going to uh, marginalize or, um, you know, cut out anybody's identity or anything like that. Uh -huh. so, um, and, and, and that in itself is its own discussion of, of how, to, how, to, how to do that and, and not do that on college campuses. Yeah, yeah it's definitely kind of a you know, a major issue is just kind of figuring that out of just like free speech. And I think, uh, <laughs> as I said many times on my other podcasts, like, I feel like that's a topic in and of itself. That's like a whole yeah. other episode, but, um, so yeah. And I think that's, it's just like, that's the way that I think, you know, that's the way the system has to work where it's not just kind of ego driven. Like, I think I'm right. I'm going to shout the loudest or, you know, I just want to be kind of like a, junkie you know like a political junkie and just absorb all this information and all that it's like it's about discourse it's about informing people it's about getting people engaged and you know signed up to vote so that they can you know just do that kind of civic duty but also like you know just care about what happens locally and state level and nationally and internationally um you know just getting people uh, uh you know aware of what's going on aware of the power that they have and what they can do and the impact they can have. And, um, yeah, I think it's great just, you know, that that's like just the thing that you, you know, geek out about. And then that is kind of exciting for you beyond just, like I said, just being like a political news junkie or something, which I feel like a lot of people are, and they're just kind of almost like, you know, it's their gossip. It's their, you know, just sort of, uh, I don't know, a thing that's almost like a, a guilty pleasure, but I don't feel like they're, <laughs> really doing anything about it you know like they're not actually trying to you know make any sort of positive impact so um, well, i think part yeah. of it is like you have to be a little bit of a political junkie so that you can know what the what is being discussed out there but it's, it's what you use with that it's what you do with that information that really matters um and i think that the promo prom that um promoting civic discourse and and civic engagement is 
the most powerful thing out there to help them be aware and and to encourage them that you know it's not a it's not a bad thing to talk about politics that people might think it is today um it's it's like you said earlier it's it's a necessity almost because it's in our everyday jobs everyday lives and whether you're in higher education or working at a hospital or um you know working at a, a small mom and pop shop you know you're going to be affected by um things that happen um in the political realm no matter what yeah yeah and i think yeah it's just the idea that i think you know good ideas come from like good collaboration and compromise and like people you know because yeah it's like i can see where people are coming from with their own ideas and yeah people just have to have that discussion in a respectful way um so yeah i guess you know you know with all that of just like the positive impact of people just being more aware of what's happening in society and everything like any kind of thing is more with that in terms of just like the um you know, positive impact it's had for you personally in terms of just like, you know, impacting another person or like a, just a positive result or just like, you know, how does this thing that you geek out about, like, how does it positively contribute to your life? Uh, how do you see it just being like a thing that is worth committing time and committing energy to, to like continue to just like, I think positively it, it, it helps me, uh, just be in the know. Um, and it, uh, encourages me to, when I hear something that either I might question or that I might be more interested about, uh, it encourages me to kind of do my research, look at the facts, um, and then when I am in a discussion, whether it's on campus or with friends or, or family or whatever, I can I can use that information um, to uh, to legitimize, um, you know, uh, an opinion or or one way or another. And um, because I mean, what is academia? It's 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 doing your research. It's it's being able to cite your sources and and um, and using information and data and knowledge to to argue your point or to or to clarify uh, an opinion or or disprove a theory. And essentially, that's what it is when you come when it comes to politics and just knowing your stuff and and making sure that um, things are accurate. Um, and so positively, it's, it's allowed me to be more fruitful in discussions and, and, um, and reinforce that with um, different folks that I might talk to, uh, just reinforce like, you know, hey, you know, let's talk about the facts. Let's talk about the facts. Let's not get too emotional because, you know, naturally as human beings, we want to be emotional. We want to make uh, rational decisions off of irrational behaviors, but it does work and and uh and so how can we kind of like uh-huh. still be aspirational uh when it comes to policies and and things but still be um grounded in our in our thoughts and our and our way of doing stuff at the same time so um i think that's been the positive experience for me um one of them and then and then the other positive thing for me i think has been that as i've gone out and and been civically engaged in different areas. I've, I've volunteered for several different campaigns in, in Idaho and in Washington. And um, I've had the privilege of meeting some pretty interesting folks out there uh, that were, you know, state uh, representatives, state senators, and U.S. congressmen and senators. Um, and to, to kind of 
talk to them even for just a few minutes has been an incredible privilege because these are people that are making the decisions for you um, at your either your state capital or your U.S. capital, and and the fact that I got um, five minutes of their of their time, um, you know, maybe I made a small difference, maybe I didn't, but I I um, I tried to make maximize uh, my voice when I when I met with them, and that was pretty cool too. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, so I guess with that of just being you know, as well informed as you can be, or just kind of, um, yeah, like well versed in issues or history or whatever it might be, you know, what, what is kind of like the media that you're, you're consuming? Like, what are you reading, watching, listening to sort of wherever you'd want to come at this from? Like what, what's kind of the stuff that you're, uh, consuming right now and enjoying and maybe like want to share out with the audience. The news and, and keeping up on, on events, current events, you know, I try to watch the, um, the nightly news every um, as much as I can, and just kind of get a good briefing of, of the day's events, um, and then uh, reading. Um, because I, I work in academia, I, I like to read the Chronicle of Higher Education. Um, but then, even for fun, like to to kind of de-stress, I, I still kind of um, keep it political a little bit, which is interesting. But um, I de-stress by watching reruns of The West Wing. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but then recently, like the newer shows, I've been watching um, Designated Survivor and um, that one uh, TV show with um, Kerry Washington, uh, Scandal. I don't know if you've seen that. And um, uh, I mean, I know that those are all kind of politically related, (laughs) which is interesting, but those have been kind of like my my little pleasures on the side. Yeah. Yes, I think, yeah, because I, um, I feel like I, I just need to, like, go through the West. Like, it's just one of those shows where it just almost seems, like, so daunting. Like, there's so much of it, but... Um, the, that podcast um, about the West Wing, I don't know if you've heard of that or not, um, with... Uh, he's... Um, one of the characters from the show started this podcast, and they go through every single episode, and they just dissect it, you know, line by line and scene by scene, and it's super interesting, and... Um, and, and then that also has made me want to just kind of go back and watch each episode of the West Wing through a different perspective with more information and, and more insights from the characters and directors and producers themselves, which is kind of cool. So if, if you ever get a chance, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I like something that like, I, I realized like how much I like it that I'm willing to like watch it again with commentary. Like, like there's <laughs> not everything. And I'm just like, I don't need to watch it again, but it's like certain things. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it with people talking over it. Like <laughs> with just like behind the scenes stuff. So, um, yeah, that's great. Cause, uh, yeah. And on that point, I'm just like kind of almost getting your like daily dose. Um, uh, cause yeah, like I'm a big NPR guy. So like I'll listen on the NPR one app and I'll do like, just like the national newscasts and local newscasts, like, you know, whatever was from like the top of the previous hour. Um, and then just kind of a mix of, uh, everything else. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, it, it's been, uh, I think like a old standby for a reason, just like the evening news. It's, it's going to give you like the daily recap of, uh, you know, of everything that you need to know. So, um, yeah, definitely recommend almost that. Like, cause I, I know there's like emails that do it, like just kind of roundups of stuff or like, you know, yeah, like podcast or NPR on the radio or, um, you know, YouTube videos, whatever, like just kind of keeping up on, uh, what's going on and like, you know, small doses, I feel like are, uh, you know, 
important. The, that NPR One app, that's my uh, morning shower routine is the NPR One app. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I think if, uh, obviously, if you drive, like, you you know, you can get NPR, obviously, like, in your car radio. But, like, if I'm, like, commuting, like, on the train or just walking or just, like, yeah, like, hanging out, like, you know, doing laundry or something, you know, like, I can just throw that on where I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't, like, you know, listened to the news today. So, um, yeah, it's available. Smartphones, tablets, you can, you know, your browser, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, highly recommend that. I'll include that. Yeah, oh, sure. Um, go download, go download it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this will be the kind of the last question, and we'll include ways for folks uh, to connect with you as well on Twitter. Um, but just to kind of wrap up here on an optimistic note, that's sort of the vibe that I want to get from uh, you know these episodes and stuff. So, you know, talked a lot about like what you're into currently, and you know, just sort of how you got to be where you are today and stuff. But you know, just to end, what is something? that you were looking forward to in like your job in life in the world, if it's like, you know, a new movie, a TV show, or just like something professionally that you have coming up, like a conference, just like what's sort of something exciting that you're looking forward to uh, in your life. Yeah. Um, well, I heard that the, the new star Wars trailer is coming out tomorrow. Yes. So yes. I'm kind of excited for that. Um, and so that's kind of really short term. <laughs> and then, uh, in November, I get to go off on this whirlwind adventure for almost a month where I'll, I get to go to the NASPA Western Regionals Conference uh -huh. in Hawaii. And so if anybody's out there listening, I'll, you know, catch me in Hawaii. And then um, after that, I will be going to San Diego for an adult learners uh, conference. And then I'll be heading up to Los Angeles um, to help facilitate a um, the Circle of Change Student Leadership Conference at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And then um, long term, I'm just I'm just really looking forward to the day where I can say that I finally have my master's and, and graduate from grad school. So and then, you know, right after that, I probably go into a doctorate's program. But um, um, I get that's all kind of work related. I guess personally for me, some um, some stuff that I'm looking forward to is uh, um, this winter, uh, I kind of want to go on a couple winter hikes out here in the Cascade Mountains in Washington. Uh -huh. uh, I know it'll be freezing cold, but it's, I think it'll be worth it. Um, I really love getting out to the outdoors and using that as kind of like my sanity island a little bit. Um, and then, uh, um, I, I, each once a month I try to visit my family that's out on Whidbey Island and, and just get away from the big city life here in Seattle. And, um, just kind of like isolate myself a little bit. So um, that'll be coming up here in a couple of weeks. So I'm really excited for that too as well. Um, but uh, yeah, those are a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, all good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, I know I'll, I'll just see how much I repeat uh, the same things to try to keep choosing different things for all these podcasts depending yeah. on when I record them. But um, yeah, so like I, I just love any excuse to go out to the theater for like a good movie. So yeah, like sure. Star Wars, of course. Thor Ragnarok, um, mm -hmm. and like maybe the Justice League. I don't know. I'm still undecided. But um, and then uh, yeah, I mean that's a lot of cool stuff you have coming up like professionally. Because yeah, it's like uh, I think the one thing that I have that um, so I'm, I'm sure over time I'll get more into it if people aren't aware with like with my job and stuff. But so we support online students um, an MBA program. Like I'm essentially their academic advisor, 
and we have uh, in-person immersions for the online students once every quarter. Um, oh, cool. So, uh, you know, they rotate different locations all over the country and all over the world. Um, so up in December, um, everyone's coming together in San Francisco. So like, that'll be the one that I'm attending. Um, and it's been a, long, been a while since I've been, uh, yeah, one of the immersions. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to some good movies coming out the rest of this year. Um, and also, because I haven't gotten a new video game in a while, Star Wars Battlefront looks really great. So okay. probably getting... What platform are you playing it on? Uh, PS4 is my uh, weapon of choice. So, um, are you going to be getting that... Um... Are you an Xbox at all or no? Uh, yeah, I, I had a, a gap in time where I had no systems. I used to have both a 360 and a PS3. Got rid of everything when I was like in grad school and like early professional uh, years. But now I'm like, I have the itch again. Like it was like I've gamed for my entire life and I was just like, I need something. And finally settled on getting the uh, yeah the PS4. So I'll probably uh, yeah, get another one there. Um, I think it's the Xbox X. Mm-hmm. That's that's supposed to be um, coming soon, I guess. Uh, and the only the only way I know about that is because um, I go to Seattle Sounders uh, soccer matches, and I guess this Sunday they're going to be wearing special Xbox X One jerseys because they're the sponsors, the jersey sponsors. So, there you go. Uh, but then I looked up look, looked it up really quick. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, and then another movie that I mean, uh, for me, uh, that will be or did come out actually, but I haven't watched it yet and i'm ashamed to say it um that i have not watched it yet is uh wonder woman and i've heard you know nothing but good things about it so i'm i need to get that on my watch list <laughs> yeah well yeah you're in for a treat that is definitely something i look forward to uh yeah it's a great movie and uh yeah if anyone else has not watched it yet i believe it's out wide or if not it may be when this episode goes out so go rent it go buy it go stream it whatever you uh yeah your uh, method of choice there but um yeah so all good stuff i think yeah it's like there's always something to look forward to i know that always helps me you know whatever it is something to look forward to and, and kind of work towards when uh you know the, the days get long and days get tough and uh so yeah that's where i like to end things and like i said we'll link out to stuff that we talked about in this episode ways for folks to get uh, connected with you online and um yeah so i really appreciate your time here and sharing all that you did uh all really great stuff and definitely go register to vote if you haven't already and get your students registered to vote. Um, 2018 is going to be another more, you know, kind of peak year, kind of the mid, uh, midterms there. So, um, it's still super important. So. Yes. 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 Um, great. Well, uh, again, I appreciate your time here, hang and, uh, yeah, just have a good rest of your night. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.